Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here and we're just, you know, talking about those crazy diet fads you might have done over the uh, last number of, of years because every so often there just seems to be a, a new, like, secret weapon when it comes to kind of weight loss and fitness. Yeah, there actually does and, you know, years ago it was the Atkins diet and yeah. people cutting out carbs, like that was the big one where just eat meat all day and eat some veg and stuff and then I think recently... Because before lockdown, I remember speaking to someone in work about intermittent intermittent fasting. Is that what it's called? I think you've done it as well before. But they basically said, you can eat any amount of food you want. Just keep it within a few hours. Never did it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's become hugely popular. It is the Atkins of our time. And there's people who swear by it, who'll die by it. And, you know, you even suggest that maybe there's a better option. It's as if you're trying to threaten to kill their entire family and they'll take it that personally. But listen, uh, what is what exactly is intermittent fasting and what does the latest research say? Should you try it? Should you use it? Is it the holy grail that we're all led to believe over the last while? Well, from the uh, John Hopkins University Division of General Internal Medicine, we're uh, delighted to welcome onto the show. She's uh, Assistant Professor of Medicine, Epidemiology and Nursing, uh, Professor Nisa, uh, Nisa Maruther, how are you? All right, how are you doing? I want to thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for coming on. Now, obviously, diets and fasting has been around forever, I guess. Um, but this new kind of way of intermittent fasting, where people are doing it over a certain amount of time, is there anything to back that up? Yeah, so, I, you know, I do want to, you know, address that there is a difference between time-restricted feeding and intermittent fasting. Uh, they have a lot of overlap. So time-restricted feeding really focuses on the time of day that you eat. Um, and it may not involve a lot of fasting, uh, whereas intermittent fasting, which overlaps with it, focuses, you know, the focus is on fasting. So you have, you know, the, the having periods of time where you have no calorie intake. So in many intermittent fasting plans, people actually eat fewer calories on specific days in order to be in a fasting state. So I guess the first question is kind of, does time-restricted feeding or intermittent fasting work? Um, what we studied is time-restricted feeding, um, which does involve a bit of, of fasting. Um, so I think we can start there. Cool. So when you're talking about time-restricted feeding, what is usually the protocol that someone would follow if they were implementing that diet? Yeah, so, um, and, and again, there's there's overlap there between intermittent fasting and time-restricted because you're kind of, inter- you're, uh, yeah. by virtue of restricting your feeding, you're not eating other times that so you're fasting. Uh, yeah, so a typical time-restricted feeding pattern uh, may be eating uh, between the hours of 8 a.m. and 2 p.m., um, confining all of your calorie calorie intake there. 
Um, there are other protocols where people eat later, but basically constrain themselves to an eight-hour period. Um, and those are some of the more popular time-restricted feeding protocols. Now, why why did we even think time-restricted feeding was worth studying or understanding in the first place? Um, you know, one of the things that is interesting about the human body is that uh, we kind of have a, we have a biological clock, and so. Um, we have a circadian rhythm to almost everything um, that we that we that our body does, and including that if you eat out of uh, rhythm, you know whether or not you're affecting your metabolism poorly. So, for example, we've known for a long time that shift workers, people who work overnight, seem to have more obesity or have more diabetes. And we never really knew is it because they're eating overnight, you know, out of sync with their clock, or is it because they're mm. eating different foods? And so, you know, one of the things that has been an interest um, in the time restricted feeding realm is should you be lining up what you, when you eat with your circadian rhythm, i.e. if you're human, then you're supposed to be active during the day and resting at night. And so if you're eating at night, are you kind of out of whack? Are you out of, out of rhythm and vice versa for mice? You know, mice are active at night and supposed to eat yeah. at night. I mean, a lot of studies in mice had shown that if you feed mice, if you restrict it to night, they do better than if you make them eat during the day. And that's really how we started asking this question about humans. I was always told that you should leave at least kind of 12 hours before eating again because that gives your metabolism time to kind of restart and settle during the night. Is there mm-hmm. anything to back that up? Yeah, so you know, there that is the the idea between the, behind intermittent fasting is you know by fasting by not eating are you kind of resetting your metabolic clock? I think the thing that in terms of is there anything there? I think all the research is still pointing to, including you know studies the study that we've done most recently, all of it's pointing to the fact that the calorie the number of calories you eat is probably much more important. If because you're fasting you eat fewer calories, you will lose weight. But probably the time of day that you're eating, just restricting that without restricting your calories is not going to do it. It is not going to reduce your weight. We didn't find it in our recent study, and, and I think the literature doesn't support that. Some, uh, there's a whole area of people who will do, you know, time-restricted eating, and then they'll, they'll try and do fasted cardio, and they'll do all these other crazy things and point to things about mm-hmm. insulin levels, and, you know, you're going to fire up your fat burning because you've no calories in you, so then your body has to go and, and burn, you know, your, your stored energy in the form of fat. But again, it, it's the science is basically saying it's kind of calories is number one and time of day might be important, but I suppose for 99% of the population probably isn't. Yeah, I think the, the key message is calories, uh, calories in, calories out. That's what it's going to take to achieve the weight you want, um, and, you know, getting that balance right. You know, I don't think that, I do think that if you fast, we know that short term when you fast or you change how you're, how you're eating or how active you are, that is going to affect your metabolism. The issue is that most people are not doing that long term. So I think that there is a question of kind of short term, are you changing the way your body handles blood sugar? Maybe. Um, but I think we don't have any evidence that long term there's a benefit for any of those. Did you find anything else interesting while you were studying kind of diets and how we kind of metabolize our food and stuff? Yeah, so, you know, for our, our particular study, we restricted, uh, those are a recent study that we uh, talked about at the American Heart Association meeting. We basically had two groups. Uh, one group uh, um, ate all of their food between, they ate 80% of their calories between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. And the other group ate 50% or more of their calories after 5 p.m. Those are the two comparison groups. So the mm. first one was time-restricted feeding, eating earlier in the day, kind of trying to be in sync with your, your circadian rhythm. And what we found was, both groups lost some weight, which we oftentimes see in a study like this, and but the weight change wasn't different. So the, they both had a kind of similar weight loss. You know, that was the main finding. That was our main question that we were looking at. Uh, yeah. We are still waiting for the results of some of our uh, blood sugar and related tests to come in. 
um, you know, those could show something. Um, but I think weight is, a, is the major question that a lot of people have had. Because obviously myself and Cormac work in the evening time. So, you know, I come home from our show and at one o'clock in the morning I start eating. But maybe it's because, <laughs> you know, when other people would have been eating at six, seven, eight o'clock, I wasn't. I was working. So I was thinking, oh, I'm going to start putting on weight now because of the time of day I'm eating. Do you know that kind of way? But it's good to know that that's not the case. Yeah, we don't think so. Uh, we certainly didn't study people who only snack at midnight. And, <laughs> you know, I think that there's still, <laughs> still something to be said for, you know, are you eating different food at night? Do you think that you eat something different because you're not, uh, because you're eating overnight? Um, are you less active because you're not able to be active during the day if you're working? That's, yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it? And a lot of people who will listen to the show now as well will be shift workers and would be, you know, working at night. And it can be, you know, yeah, as you said, difficult to go out and do things. You can't go to a, a yoga class at two in the morning and keep yourself active if your you know, schedule is kind of turned up um, on its head. But I think the other thing that was interesting that I found, I, like I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I did intermittent fasting before and, you know, you come to realise a year or two later that the reason it worked is because I stopped eating after nine o'clock at night so my calories would have been mm-hmm. restricted. But it was just impossible to keep that up long term because of a bit of an a-hole at dinner being all like, oh, I can't have a dessert now because it's six minutes past nine and you're just really a horrible person to be around. Yeah, I think that, it, you know, one of the, I, I, I'm a primary care provider and I think one of the things that I always emphasize with patients, and I think this continues to be true, is the best diet for you is the one that you can follow. And you don't want to make yourself miserable. If you are putting yourself in a situation where you, yeah. you know, your most enjoyable meal is your evening meal and you don't allow yourself that meal, you're not going to be able to sustain that. And so that's not going to be a helpful long-term solution. Cormac, you're probably like me. Like you want a solution. You want a quick fix to all of this. But really, it's down <laughs> to how many calories you're eating and what type of food you're eating and your exercise. Yeah, your physical activity. Yeah, it's the, the, same, the same things we've known for a long time. Probably <laughs> still the most important. Yeah, it's just unfortunately, you know, fitness influencers can't sell that as a quick fix to their problems. You know, it's kind of like, ooh, science. It's like, no, have a skinny tea, go on a new protocol instead. But listen, the, the word here this evening you're hearing from uh, Professor Maruther, who is uh, from the John Hopkins University, is it's pretty much there's no magic pill when it comes to this uh, weight loss and health. It's consistency over time and overall calories, I take it. Yes. Exactly right. It continues to be all about calories in, calories out. Yeah, and until yeah, until we do find a magic pill, listen, we'll just have to stick with the science. But uh, listen, Professor uh, Nisa Maruther, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for one, doing that uh, research and shining a light on some of the fads that kind of are out there. And uh, listen, we appreciate you giving up your time tonight. We will chat you again soon. Okay, thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.